Rat Shi Ana. The story continues. Rat Shan Gath Kaldor. The story stops but never ends. Author Don Bassingwaith created these terms for his Dakani Empire trilogy, stories set in the fantasy world of Eberron about the empire of goblinoids that used to rule the land and were pushed out by the humans after a protracted war with the Delkir, invaders from another plane. And since the story we're telling is taking place in the campaign setting of Eberron, I thought it was very apt for the intros and outros for this series. It is also apt because due to some recording issues and a freak storm, our first play session has been lost to the realm of Zoriath. So what is this? This is yet another D&D podcast. It is a collaborative project between several podcasters and myself. It's a story I came up with on a three-day bender, and because of cabin fever, we decided to record the first sessions over Google Hangout so that we can get our creative juices flowing. Without further ado, let's meet our adventurers. We have Lady Diana de Lirandar, daughter of the current matriarch and baron of House Lirandar, finally allowed to break away from the luxuries of Stormhome and forge her own way in the world. Her own way being a one-way ticket by airship to Sharn, where she will work under close supervision and protection of her aunt. Kreese Ashtar of House Tharashk, ranger from the Shadow Marches, hired by House Lirandar to be Diana's personal bodyguard and keep her from all harm until she is safe in Sharn because helicopter parenting knows no realm. Upon leaving Stormhome, they meet the Goliath Trachiles, who has worked his way from his homelands in the Fingerbone Mountains, down through the Moorholds and across the coast, seeking more work in the city of Sharn. Upon entering the city of Reckonmark on the Carnathy side of Sion Sound, they enter a tavern where other poor souls, seeking a new life in Sharn, are drinking away their last days in town. There we meet the young elf Thero de Ferlan, who has spent the last twenty years as personal steward to the royalty of Carnath. But after the destruction of Seer during the morning, he abandoned his post, having lost his home and his house. At the bar, he receives a strange package from another member of House Ferlan, telling him that the house is alive and well in Sharn, and he must get this information to them at all costs. Seeing newcomers who might have some coin to lose, the soldier, Reese Royce, takes a break from drinking away his memories of the last war, weighs his chances, and joins their table to begin a game of cards, promptly losing the coin he had left, but winning a handful of friends in the exchange. Watching all of this with the methodical eyes of a dragon is, well, a dragon. A white-scaled dragonborn named Creve, who has been holed up in Reckonmark after traveling long and far from his homelands in Kobara. Here he has become fascinated with the Goliath, who looks like he was carved from the side of a mountain. The Goliath then surprises the tavern by producing a large ocarina that he also uses as a great club and plays some beautiful melodies to cover his lodging. Diana and Reese strike up a conversation as she notices her amulet possesses a gem very similar to the one Reese has embedded into a coin which he wears around his neck. Creve recognizes the shard from earlier in his travels, as does Creese. And as they wind down for the night, they plant the first seeds of doubt that perhaps coincidence is not at all at play here. And so, Rachi Ana, the story continues, as the morning comes and something has stirred the citizens of Reckonmark into a ruckus. Where was the conversation heading? I had just finished asking Reese my questions, and I asked him might be linked to other places that things could like maybe talk to us from other places and he was like i i don't know right reese yes 
Yes. And so then uh, when he said that, I got really closed off and I stood up and I'm looking for Chris because I want to go buy some potions now because I feel awkward. I'm obviously not the hard to find. I'm six foot six. <laughs> and that's where we left off. The green guy. Chris, you think this time of the night, uh, most of the shops are probably closed. So you don't think she'd be able to go anywhere? Yeah, there's really nothing to do this late at night unless you want to get into trouble or steal something and you're not going to steal anything. No, I'm not. <laughs> we should probably just move on to the boat. Okay. I can go up to my room and go to sleep then. <laughs> Everyone requires their lodging for the night and yep. uh, and yes, that will be the end of night one. She's like, fine, I'll go to bed. After that. God. God. <laughs> Grumpy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we always me... have adjoining rooms. God. <laughs> I was just gonna lay in the lay in the bed and be like an orc and just be like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The morning breaks and you can already hear some commotion outside the windows. They have prepared small little breakfasts downstairs if anyone wishes to partake, but there seems to be a bit of chatter and loud commotion from outside the tavern. Um, it, since it is a new day, yeah. everybody go ahead and re-roll your initiatives. And while we're doing that, I'll run down the stairs and grab a, a couple of those plates to carry around with me. So just hit D20 and it'll show up in the chat? Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. Trey's going first then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did he roll a natural 20? Yep. Jeez. Did you just hit the D20 button? Okay. Yeah. I rolled 19. I rolled a four. <laughs> I got a 19. Damn, speedy bastards. Yeah. I got a six. A third of the beast. <laughs> uh, five, another five for, for Reese. No. Kreev had the 19. Chris had a six because he was sleeping a little late. <laughs> and Thero. I dreamed I went downstairs and got. Oh, there it is. 19. <laughs> Diana, what was your. A four. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you were also sleeping in. Uh, so, Tracules, you were the first to hear the commotion uh, brewing outside. What do you do? As you're in bed. Uh, I want breakfast, so I'm doing the continental deal, and I'm looking at the window at what's going on. You can see kids and folks moving in front of the windows as they are heading towards. You recall seeing a large platform that was built last night, but it was kind of hard to see in the darkness. But they seem to be heading out towards that platform, looking towards something in the distance. All right, can I make my eggs an egg sandwich and then go outside with it? Okay, so you are also going to make some food to go. Thero. Yes. You hear the commotion outside. What do you do? First thing I do is hide the package. A safe place, uh, just in case. And then I go out. I, I look out the window. I do want to clarify, where is that safe place? I do have a backpack in my inventory. Okay. Do I not? I look into my... You, you should have a pack for traveling. Let me just uh, simplify the question. On you or in the room? 
It's it's uh, in the room, but I would probably put it in my backpack. Okay, you you are going to take it with you. Gotcha. Um, you look out the window, and you can see people gathering and, and chattering about you know it's it's coming it's coming look look mom look mom it's it's on it's on its way as they are moving towards a large platform towards the south end of town whatever it is it's got nothing to do with what i got going on right now so i'm just going to go and grab myself something to eat really quick and then wait until i can board the airship okay creve yes the commotion definitely interesting i've Again, I've made a sandwich to go, so I've just decided I'm going to follow the Goliath and head out and see exactly what the deal is outside, as everybody keeps pointing toward the platform. All right. I have a feeling that I'm going to get similar results, but Chris, you're getting two plates to go. That was in my head, though. I was dreaming. Oh. I haven't even got up. (laughs) So now I want some food. (laughs) Okay. And there's people are being loud, and I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. (laughs) <laughs> alright you're also getting food to go then uh, Reese is there a window that I can see outside at all from my room yep uh, there's there's a window as you, you see in families it is, it is a little bright for you oh, God. why are they being so loud <laughs> just because of timing uh, go ahead and roll a perception for me this dice is getting punished goodbye <laughs> die going away now. So, well, uh, Reese and Kree, when you glanced out earlier, you did see a, a looming shape on the distance that people were walking towards. All right. And Diana. Um. So I guess the, the noise has finally woken me up. And since my family built these things, can can I kind of say that I bet I know what, what they're excited about, and I press my face against the thing in excitement because I freaking love airships, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet it's the airship, and then I run downstairs and get some food, and then I run outside to get a better view of what I think is probably the airship, because I love airships. You all, you all stumble from the end with your food in tow, and as you watch the clouds parting, you see Ooh. effectively that coming, ah. cutting through the clouds. Holy shit. That's and then awesome. turning yeah. and lowering yeah. itself to dock. It's like some Final Fantasy stuff there, man. It really is. Oh, wow. is my... That firing is crazy. <laughs> what does Angela know about airships in Everon? Angela knows nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> A floating airship fills the sky. The housings are for not for one, but two elemental rings. So the one that you're seeing has actually two of those big red rings. Both blazing and crackling with flame, and a third is offset towards the back with a dull blue hue. The ship herself is nearly 200 feet long and over 60 feet across at her thickest. The Sovereign Host alone knows what device or artifice is keeping such a behemoth aloft. Sorewood tinged with gold and carved with feather and talon motifs make up her body, and her front bow is rendered into an enormous eagle, wings spread out front. So instead of like like the mermaids of you normally have a ship, it has an, it's yeah. an eagle with its wings back. Awesome. Nice. And as you get closer, you can see that her front bow, and along the side, there are three large engraved tresses: The noble blink dog of House Galandra, the precise and mechanical gorgon of House Caneth, and the mighty kraken of House Lirandar. 
And as it settles into place, uh, you start seeing all the crew putting together gangplanks to prepare people for boarding. I'm going to give you all a bit of an info dump. What I need you to do is pretend that Lady Diana is saying this as y'all are walking towards the platform. Oh my God, it's one of the airships. Oh, they're so cool. So see, the, see those, big, those big red rings? Okay, so those are fire elementals. Those are fire elementals that have been, they've used magic to bind them into the rings and that's what allows it to, to take off. This one is so big that they actually, that, that blue one in the back, that's a water elemental to help cool off the other two so it doesn't get too, uh, too hot and explode. I take a drink off my flask. <sighs> no, I'm just ignoring, just ignoring. <laughs> Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> uh, so those are genies that are powering that shit? <laughs> <laughs> They're elementals. <laughs> right, right. Elementals. I don't know about elementals. Know all about them. Man, if they, oh, if they try to use genies instead of elementals, that would be a whole different story. It'd be hilarious. <sighs> I can see it in my head. Someone's wasting wishes. If those are genius. Keep going, please. Will you? Oh, I wish you would keep going. There. <laughs> <laughs> As y'all get closer, you see where people are uh, are kind of gathering around the platform. Though there seem to be soldiers uh, from recent Creve, you'll definitely both recognize the crests of Karnathi army are keeping people at bay. No one's being allowed on the docks just yet as everyone's getting things set up. Something else that y'all notice that is a little strange, there are some nobles that have already gotten, they're better than everyone else, so they've got their luggage up, up on the docks getting ready to load in, and there's a smaller gangplank offset from the main gangplank to the main deck. You see about a dozen or so halflings picking up the luggage and then casually walking it up that smaller gangplank to a uh, lower hold. And they are all bearing the livery of House Galandra. Same halflings that run that inn that y'all just left. Can I try to sneak in the same little area that they're going on? Can I, is there I can sneak onto the boat? You would have to get onto the dock first, okay. which means you would need to get past some of the guards. Can I sneak past the guards? How many guards are there? There's four ramps that are going up onto the docks, and uh, there are two guards at each station. So, a total of eight guards. Okay, can I go up to the guards and tell them uh, that I'm working here and go on through? One of them puffs his chest out to taking advantage of being at the top of the dock. You got your your work papers? You do have them on you. I'm not going to... Uh, yeah, it's, my name badge is right here. It's attached to my wrestling trunks. Uh, just to make people look at my Just, head. Just, uh, just... Uh, hold it, hold it still for a second. Okay, yeah, he's he's one of the guys working in Sharn. All right, come on up. They step aside and let you up on the dock. Okay, so then can I try to sneak in? Because I'm I do not want to get on this boat and work on the boat. I just want to get to Sharn. Get there. We're gonna get back to you in just a second on that one because that's gonna be funny as hell. Thera, yes. How are you getting on the boat? Well, I believe I do have some paper as well. If I recall correctly, you should have a full-blown ticket. It was part of the initial package you got before you got to Reckonmark. Okay. All right. Well, again, just kind of playing it cool, going ahead, got the mission in mind, going to deliver this thing. So it's good to go on peacefully. I, I give my papers out, and I go to the guard, and I say, is this what you're looking for? Is this what you need for me to get on the boat? Guard looks at your ticket for a second, flips it over, checks it. All right, it's legit. Pauses, though, and looks you over. Did you uh? Did you ever work it back at the castle for King Caius? 
I mean, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. What's it to you? <laughs> Roll, Mike. Would that be intimidate or persuasion? I can't. With him, God, that's kind of a weird intimidation in a way. It's like a nuanced. Well, let me ask you then, Biggie. Are you wanting to hide the truth? Or are you wanting to be like, this ain't your fucking business? It sounded like he was politely saying it's none of your fucking business to me. <laughs> uh, D20 and then... I would just roll whichever one's higher for him. That You know, if he's got intimidated persuasion, whichever one. Give him the benefit. 20 and... Yeah, straight 20. Takes a moment. It's like, oh, all right, all right. Come up on the dock so you can get away from the rabble, but... uh. Don't try and get on the boat just yet. They're still setting up some things. So just feel about right here. If you got any luggage, just give it to the slips. And I just say to him politely in a way to not further kind of like bad flow between me and him. Have a nice day. And just walk on. All right. Creve. I need to find passage aboard this one. So I, uh, I, I don't be believe I have papers. I thought that you did. Yes. As part of one of the last divinations that was presented to you, there was an envelope that had a ticket inside. Okay. Walk up and... Show him my ticket. Uh, hello, sir. Oh, you, um, m m th thank you. <laughs> this is legitimate. Please, please step, step onto the docks. Uh, just do us a favor. Don't, don't burn anything down. Th th thank you. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I can freeze anything if you'd like. I won't burn anything. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Not, not all that um, familiar with. The, uh, th thank you. Uh, come, come, come on. Uh -huh. <laughs> <I> don't buy. <laughs> so for this one, since I believe Chris has both of them, we're gonna do Chris and Diana. <laughs> I lean forward and I say, "I told you they hated him." <laughs> I think he's so cool. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> I told you they don't like him. <laughs> it's weird. That's sad. Oh, anyway, uh, I'm so, so take it. Could I run into the first? potions shop I see and like oh. yell out I need some health potions <laughs> I uh I forgot about that didn't I sorry <laughs> I don't mean to be a stickler but as my master no. always says if we at our best we cannot be our best <laughs> so Chris and Diana you guys realize you have a bit of time before the actual boarding is going to begin we're going to go to Reese then and then come back to y'all after you go to the potion I confidently stride up to the guard and say, Reese Royce, reporting for duty. <laughs> I'm just here to book my free passage on the Bogdalingabongdadong to uh, Sharn <laughs> for guard duty. As they're about to look over your work papers, one of the other guards from the other position comes over and taps one out. Fuck you, you're not getting on. <laughs> and as she steps up closer, raises her head, it's Samara. I run and try to give her a big hug. Samara! Get your, get your ass over here, motherfucker. Come on. Yeah. Awesome. I thought I'd never see you again. Well, I mean, there was a chance, but I'm not going to let the man who saved my life leave Karnath. Come on. You really want out of this shithole that bad? Well, let's just say Lady Luck has decided that's where I'm headed. Nothing else to do here. I drink myself to death at the bar, lose money gambling. I'm going to give it a shot, see if I can at least help some people. Well, if there's anyone that can handle it, that's going to be you. All right. He's good. Let him on. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to see you. Hopefully we'll meet up again soon. Absolutely. And she gets back to work. Trey. Yeah. So one of the first things you notice as you try to saunter over that area, the gangplank itself 
it's definitely designed for halflings. It's not real high. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. Now, at the same time, you notice that as the halfling picking up the luggage, they seem to have absolutely no issue just trot, 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 come back for the next load. They're moving up and down it without much effort, but you look at it, it would be like a tightrope walk for you. Okay. okay. First off, can I walk over, uh, pretend to be in charge of those guys to kind of clear them out? They need to go, they're needed somewhere else. Roll Persuasion. What's that? You probably don't have proficiency in it, so we're going to roll a d20 and add your charisma. 17. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where the hell? Give me your pitch. I walk over and I say, hey guys, you're actually needed on the other side of the dock. We've got a lot of actual people. They're about to start letting them on. They've got their luggage. So they need extra help letting people in the actual boat. And we'll come back and get the luggage when we can. One of them, wearing a slightly nicer coat than the others, steps over. And uh, who exactly are you? I give them like a DX chop. Like pointing at my name tag, and I just kind of flash it at. They see that I have a work badge, but they can't. They don't. It doesn't say supervisor. Um, sir, I uh, well, I appreciate you attempting to to help us. All of the the prepared luggage is here, and we have to take it into the cargo holds first. But I'm sure, since you appear to be here on the Sharn work program, you just enjoy the rest of the ship by yourself. We definitely know you're not with the house. Uh, no offense. <laughs> But you're far too large to be one of us. Um, can I attack one of them in a dark in like a closet and fill their uh, get up? And, and oh. up in <laughs> For one, you know that it definitely wouldn't fit. <laughs> Two. Roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier to it. Uh, one. So while he is putting himself between you and the rest of the halflings so they can continue doing their jobs, that thought crosses your mind, and then almost immediately you're like, I couldn't do that to this guy. Not him. Aww. He's cool. So cute. <laughs> that thought just gets planted into your mind of just, nah, not this guy. So what what was he saying about I can just enjoy the rest of the ship? Well, part of the deal was if you are going to Sharn to work, you get free passage on this liner. I think that's where we kind of got confused. It's a work program in Sharn. The boat ride is on the house. Sweet. Oh. Yeah, oh, you don't. Foods, man. I do, okay. Uh, I try to walk on the boat. Oh, it... All right, something that's gonna fit. In that case, two guards do stop you. We can't let anyone on the boat just yet. I gotta take a shit. But I would suggest going back to the end. You do have you do have time. Gotcha. All right. All right. That's where I think we were we were confused at. Also, there's a brief moment where you suddenly realize that little shit did something to me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, I do not have to defecate. Um, I was just trying okay. to go ahead and get settled. I'm just gonna wait and mow uh, over that little shit. <laughs> also, I'm a ranger, so I'm constantly noticing what everybody's doing. 
the the big guy toiling around over there is cracking me up. And <laughs> keep my eye on the dragon because I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna try to kill him. Guys, <laughs> just playing cards with everybody. So you get the feeling that. They're prepared to kill the Dragonborn in case he does anything, but they're not trying to provoke him into anything. Be polite, be calm, prepare to murder this dude if anything goes south. Being white has its privileges. Uh... You do find a shop that handles potions. While they are confused for a moment, they are able to take your credit over to the inn and get that transferred out. So we're going to go ahead and say you get the two potions of healing. Go ahead and write those down, Angela. Okay. You got that? Not uh, like I can write. <laughs> I give one to Chris and I have one for myself. Okay. And they are 2d4 plus 2 HP when you use them. 2d4 plus 2. Got it. Thank you. And y'all come back, present your tickets. May I ask a game question? Sure. In combat, is it a bonus action or an action if I drink my potion? And then is it an action or a bonus action if I pour the potion down somebody else's throat? Because I don't know how that works at if all. I may, uh, they're both actions. They That's are right. both black. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Other nobles and other people eventually start getting up onto the dock, the other people who are there on the work programs. As the last of the luggage gets loaded on, this noble, she steps up, and using a small rod, you all have seen Harry Potter, or... Yes. She effectively does something very similar to when they... She places this wand to her throat. Excuse me! And you hear her voice amplified all around the area. So it's like one of those feedback kind of things. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's uh, enhancing yeah. enhancing her voice so that everyone can, can hear. That's awesome. One of those phones that are so micro. Welcome, welcome all. We thank you so very much for joining us as we are here for the inaugural launch of, well, you did see us arrive, but our first official trip of the newest airship, the Brobdignagian. I know, it's a bit of a funny name, but... We're very proud of this ship. As you can see on the side, this is a joint effort from the wonderful sailors of House Lirandar. There's a bit of applause, and she turns, and that old bastard, <laughs> standing by the gangplank, he raises his arm gently. The wonderful work of House uh, Galandra. Mm. This fellow steps forward and, and waves. And I, Hereth to Caneth, representing House Caneth and building this together. We are trying to bring forward a new line of luxury ships, turning these old warships that were just used for battle and for combat in this new age, repurpose them for something more, something to give back to the people and to give back to those who have invested in our wonderful, wonderful houses. This cruise ship has all of the amenities of your home, or possibly even better than some of your homes, and thanks to technology from House Caneth, working with House Galandra, House Galandra is able to serve you with impeccable precision. So once again, we thank you so very much for joining us as we now board the Brobdignagian. There's a polite clap for all the nobles. Smattering of applause. I'm way back, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> she looks around for a moment, but does not see the, the heckler and <laughs> definitely gets to her for just a moment. <laughs> Everyone begins boarding the ship. Get my air leg. Anybody get so, air sick in here? This is. <laughs> <laughs> you do hear one of the noblemen kind of muttering that's like, oh, I just, I'm not sure about this. My, my stomach is kind of 
Are we are we sure we want to do this, honey? We could we can come back another time. We could take it. We could take a regular ship. You know, we can just cross the river. We can take the take the, the ra take the rail. Uh, they usher everyone onto the boat. They show off the top deck for a bit. A lot of room for viewing off the sides, and it looks like a shuffleboard type game. I said, well, uh, before we can launch, if everybody would uh, please, we do want to make sure everyone is safe. So please come down to the second level, and you can get into your rooms. They take everyone down to the second level to chambers look very similar to like the riding cars on trains. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they take everyone in, Chris and Diana, you are put in to one of the rooms that, that is y'all's room. Reese and Pharaoh are put together in one of the rooms and Creve. no, wait, I take that back. Creve and Pharaoh, you have a room together. Reese and Trey, you have a room together. It's a little sad though, Trey. This definitely looks like it was made for a full-size human. You think you might be a little cramped. Damn it. Uh, get the top bunk, right, big guy? Hi, slap you on the shoulder. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to probably steal your bed out from under you while you're sleeping. <laughs> As Chris and Diana are entering their room, a noblewoman steps over and, excuse me, are, are you Lady Diana? I am, and you are. Ah, oh, I'm. Uh, I'm also. Uh, I, I'm also Korovar. I'm Tirani of House Madani. Uh, pleasure to see you. I. I was not aware that we would be in the presence of, of such, such royalty here. Oh well, this is a very lovely airship, and we need someone to represent the house on its maiden voyage. I mean, you trust Captain Tentaris, don't you? Of course, of course. But more than one representative is always best. I've heard this to be true. I want to stop you from, from launching, so thank you. It's, it's good to know that you're here. So everyone is getting their seats. I'm going to do this pitch once. This young halfling comes over and delivers the speech to each of you as everyone's getting boarded in and prepared. This little shit. It comes up, and we thank you very much for joining us here on the Brobdignagian. My name is Jorik, and I will be helping you. I am from House Galandra. We thank you so very much. I want you to know if there's anything that you wish. I know that some of you were informed that this is all-expense-paid trip that came with your tickets, so absolutely anything that you need from our bar or from our kitchen, perhaps not the kitchen just yet, but if there's anything to drink, please, large sir there. You recognize him from outside. Uh, sir, is there anything we can get you to drink today? Uh, I am good for right now. When is lunch? As soon as we get to the air. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you, 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 sir. I actually feel like stretching my legs a little bit. Where is the, uh, the bar here on the big brong and ding bigong? Um, he puts his hands up. The bar will also be open uh, once we are in the air. But right now, if there's any drinks that you would like, I can bring them to you. I see. Well, I'll just have an ale then for now. All right. We'll have that down. Thanks. He steps over to the to the next chamber. The same pitch again. Uh, Sir Dragonborn, is there anything we can get for you? Yes, uh, I would love a nice big pint of your darkest ale and uh, get one for my new roommate for the trip. Uh, and for you, sir? I, I'll take a water. Just a water. <laughs> Absolutely. We can definitely do that. No, you, you should have the ale. I'm getting you an ale, sir. He points to the dragon. Mm-hmm. Hmm? If the man insists, I will have an ale as well. All right. Uh, we thank you very much. And steps over to... You hear him knock on the third door. And Trey and Reese, the doors then open, 
and another halfling dressed the same but definitely a different complexion steps in with the drinks that was fast ha that's what we aim to do here on the robin doggian sir fastest service available i like the dig a brog and dig in on it's great ah i have trouble too <laughs> vanishes off of the side and then to chris and diana yeah i know come in i i've already heard you say the same thing to three people in the next three rooms <laughs> over so, well then, have... let's get right to the drinks then. <laughs> because I can just imagine he gets really sick of this shit. Like, oh my god, I hear everything. <laughs> I start picking off things that I would like, like my favorite food and my favorite drink, and and I'm like, yes, and I would like whatever that is, something expensive. Ah, friend has taste. He says to Chris. Yeah, she does. Two beers. For me, and whatever she wants. <laughs> Absolutely. There may be a slight weight on the food, madam. Is that alright? That is fine. Okay. As he steps away, the doors open to Creve and Thero's room, and the other halfling is back, bringing the drinks. <laughs> Wonderful. And, Thank you, sir. And momentarily, the drinks are brought in to, to the third room as well. Chris, you can hear this going on for the next several rooms. Ah. It's <laughs> it is a little disconcerting you're listening and you're you hear what sounds like this mechanical whirring each time but you're not quite sure like where you're hearing it from it's almost like metal rats are in the wall and then you hear that voice once again again echoing around the area esteemed guests we again welcome you on board the Brob Dignagian with direct service from Reckonmark to Sharn we are currently prepared for takeoff and are expected to be in the air momentarily. We ask that you please brace yourself for takeoff and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. We also ask that you hold your drinks tightly as we would not want you to waste anything. Thank you for choosing House Lirandar for all of your... Excuse me, you can't be... Passengers, we ask that everyone remain calm and in their cabins. Our flight has been delayed as the Carnathian military has been tipped off to the presence of a spy aboard the Brobdignagian. Again, please remain calm and in your cabins, and I'm sure this misunderstanding will be sorted out quickly and without incident. Well now, it seems our adventurers are in quite a pickle. How are they going to get out of this one? If you're enjoying what you hear, make sure to give us a like on Facebook, share this podcast to your friends, and follow us as we begin growing our website over at sagasandshenanigans.com. Wait, website? Is this some drow shit? No? Alright, whatever. There we will also keep you up to date with the happenings of our wonderful cast and crew as they begin new adventures in podcasting. And now we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Can I like grab Chris and be like, oh, the adventure's already have begun. This is why. We're not going anywhere. Oh, That's what we figured I, I pout on my bed. Like, <sighs> Trey. Yeah. How do you react to this response? Uh, I am almost certain it's the dragon. 
<laughs> immediately, immediately doesn't trust his friend. Like just like, nah, fuck that guy. Definitely the spy. <laughs> yeah, my the dude in my room, that, like, he's he's a gambler. He's Kenny Rogers. I know, you know, we're good there. I'm certain it's the Dragonborn, and I make sure that's known. Well, first of all, let's calm down here. We don't know yeah. anything about anybody we just met. Let's first of all just don't fuck around right now because these Carnathi soldiers—they're not going to. So just keep your calm. No, I would go tell these soldiers that it's the Dragonborn. Oh my fucking god! Glad <laughs> you're walking away. I try to pull your arm. Ow! Look, where are you going? Don't start talking to the guards. Calm down. They're just let them pass through here. Everything's gonna be fine. Just. Chill the fuck out. Everybody calm down. I take a pick <laughs> off my flask. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> I'm just giggling. I say, can I snatch his flask out of his hand and, and look at him and finish it? I hand it out to him. I hold it out to him. All you have to do is ask. Everybody just chill. <laughs> and I finish his flask. Dick. <laughs> snatch so, it back. Creve, how do you react to this news? Well, sure, I'm going to get blamed in here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> just, that's just the way it is, but quite charming, so I'm pretty sure I can talk my way out of this anyway. I'm not even worried about it. I do keep thinking this elf I've had in here, got him a beer and got him a good ale and everything, but he's been fidgety with this box and package Mm-hmm. Whole time since yesterday. He was busy last night. You have not seen him have it That's true. out okay. today. But he was fidgety the night before. Kind of suspicious, but I'm not going to rat anybody out or anything like that. Thero, uh, how do you feel knowing that it's you? Spoiler. <laughs> 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 oh shit um well i think the only reasonable thing to do right now is of course think of who it could be remain calm and think about whether this gets in the way of me delivering this package um roll me a d20 and add your constitution modifier just just there just there sorry I was like, oh god, are we getting gassed? No. <laughs> uh, what do I look for? Constitution? Uh, yeah, just the, const- the number right above Constitution. All right. 14 plus 1, so 15. Okay, you managed to remain calm for the first little bit. Chris and Diana, where you're located, you were the first to hear a heavy knock on your doors. They slide open. Two of the guards you saw at the dock glance in. I, I sound kind of snappy. May I help you? With all due respect, ma'am, you're Korovar, correct? That is great. I am, right? Yes. Yes, I yes. am. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely too green. Sorry to bother you. Door shut. Man, I said, man, it's the 20s. <laughs> to those two guys as they walk out the door. <laughs> so, hey, Boston, real quick. So, Korovar is a type of race, right? Yes. And my house is its own thing. So I'm both Korovar and uh, Lirandar. Lirandar. The next set of, hey, 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 Bingy. You kind of half hear that conversation from down the hall. Go ahead and roll me another constitution check. All right. 
Ah, shit. Uh, all right, so uh, <laughs> one plus. Yeah, oh, one. Two. So. Was so, it a natural one? Oh, God. A natural one, yeah. So, Creve. So yeah. You start noticing sweat building oh. on your partner's forehead. Mm hmm. As another heavy knock comes on the door from Trey and Reese. Door slides open. You recognize once again, uh, Samara. Oh, hey, Reese. Oh, what? Like, hasn't we're together again? And I'm Doug. She's a little, she's a little stiff about the hug and kind of pats you, and then glances to the giant. Yeah, well, uh, luckily you don't have knife ears. You're doing okay right now, and definitely think you're too big to be who we're looking for. Oh, him? He's he's fine. I got I got him. I voucher him. He's fine. Spy him? No. I know he he definitely isn't good at blending into things. But uh, (laughs) do you legit hurt? We should be leaving shortly. Don't worry. Well, we got this taken care of. See you at the bar later. See you then. And slides the door shut. So, as the door knocks on the last room, Pharaoh, you feel the panic rising in your chest. This burning on your right arm. This burning starts to go from your wrist up to your elbow. And you see there's a glow coming from beneath the fabric. And as the door opens up, <clears throat> two guards step into the room. One of them looks directly at you and then back to Creve. Well, it's just a dragonborn. Everything should be fine. And they step back, slam the door shut, and walk on. Creve! Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As that statement registers what they just said, you look over, you don't see an elf sitting across from you. You see luggage stacked on the seat. Interesting. (laughs) Something you don't see every day. Where's the ale that I gave him? You do not see it. Okay. Hi, Thero. Welcome to being dragon-marked. So, to explain what just happened mechanically, as your panic rose, you felt yourself become one with the shadows in the room, clinging onto that. You thought the best thing you could do was disappear, so you made an illusory image of that luggage in front of you. You now have the mark of shadow. You cast minor illusion. I kind of have the powers of, like, the main dude from Dishonored. Kind of. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. Hell yeah. That's really cool. So it's always good to earn your abilities by feeding yourself, so it's fine. <laughs> he was in his headspace. I saw it. He was in, like, he was, like, totally, like, in the ship. So there, uh, how do you react to this new knowledge? The initial shock of the fact that these guards just didn't see me at all, or I was confused, and then I realized what I what I was. I'm like, okay, how did this come about? You are familiar with the Mark of Shadow. It's your house's legacy. In fact, that was one of the few things that people gave you shit about. Was, oh, you're yeah, sure, you're you're good at what you do, but you're not marked. Now it seems that we're finally come. Yep, the sovereigns have decided it was your time. 
I blessed them. Great timing. Great timing. Practically saved my ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point a minute has passed and the illusion has broken off. Creed, there's an elf again. So, <laughs> Mr. Elf here, what really brings you onto this ship? I won't go into mass, mass details, but I'm supposed to deliver something. What exactly are you delivering? I could I could tell you, but I don't want to give away certain details. For the sake for your protection, of course. I don't want you to get involved in this. You're just... It is what it is. <laughs> God, he is Snake Eyes. Dragon Marks don't just appear like this unless something's really big going on so if i'm going to be stuck in this room and on this ship with you i'm going to need to know a little bit more than that hmm. fair enough i've already gotten you gotten all of you into a little bit of a commotion right now a with, little. My, with my being here all right i go on to a spiel of what's been going on who i am and what i'm here to, to do and deliver this package I take the package out. I show it to him. I just show it to him. I just leave it on my hands. I would. I still don't open it, but I do tell him that I do have the feeling of wanting to see what it is because I don't even know what it is. I decide to, to keep doing my mission, hold some honor to my coat. Feel like I can trust this guy. He did buy me an ale, so you know that's a good start. <laughs> Bought you a free ale. Good I job. Did, which, which, which I did drink, by the way. Like I definitely need. <laughs> Especially, especially now. After, after what just happened. Yeah, exactly. Creve, <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll Roll history. History. Got it. Uh, 19. Total. Okay. You're familiar with House Fairlawn. They have the Mark of Shadow. You know for a fact that House Fairlawn, they are performers. Uh, first and foremost. They are artists. They are actors and poets and songwriters they're some of the best entertainers in all of eberron you've heard rumors that uh are completely unfounded and no one will ever confirm that they also are part of a massive spy network across all of eberron since they are such good entertainers they tend to get themselves hired on to really important parts of nobility in fact, uh, Thero tells you that he has hired on to the heads of Karnath until King Caius III came of age and was able to take over and fulfill the family legacy. This guy has been hanging out with the rulers of Karnath for the past 20 years or so. Because mm -hmm. elves. <laughs> As always. That elves. Yeah. How, how old are you? How old are you, Bingy? 50? Like... <laughs> he's... Uh, 50, 51 at best. Yeah. <laughs> so that information is in the business of elves. <sighs> I know. Elves is always like, oh, they're the messy ones. They're the ones that's like, oh, there's so much involved. Well, I do like... hanging out with the dwarves. <laughs> Not dealing with elves. <sighs> After several minutes, that voice comes back over the airwaves. We're very sorry about the intrusion, everyone. And now let us lift off the maiden voyage of the Brobdignagian. We apologize for that inconvenience, but we are now 
taking to the skies. And you all feel as the ship begins to, to turn its, its elemental engines and get its, uh, get its bearings. <laughs> I love the excitement on Angela's face right now. <laughs> as the ship lifts off and begins its journey. So once the ship has set sail and is in the air, another round of drinks is brought by. As they bring the drinks around, they announce, also letting everybody know that, yes, we are now in the air. So all areas of the Brobdingnagian, other than the employee-only areas, are available for everyone to access. So please, you can enjoy our dining room. We'll be opening shortly for lunch. Our casino is open for anyone who would like to spend some time playing games. And as well as if you are if you just want a full relaxation experience, the spa is also open at the back of the ship. Mm. To visit any part of the ship, it's up to you. And we'll just stick with the same initiative. Trey. Uh, I go straight for the nearest poker table. <laughs> or whatever table, whatever game. Let's break that down real quick. Reese, are you going to, to follow him in that direction? I say great minds think alike, don't they, big guy? And I follow you along. Thero, what do you wish to explore? Well, I think after finally getting the mark, a trip to the spa might sound nice. Okay. Creve. Actually, no, I was thinking a very relaxing spa. After seeing someone just vanish and learning what the <laughs> heck I'm up to, I think this might be the best chance at relaxation I'm going to get on this whole damn trip. Chris. Yeah, spa sounds good. All right. And Diana? I really like the wind and stuff, so I'm going to go to the top and sort of look off the rail at how awesome everything is, the sights of the clouds. All right. You know what? On second thought, she's going up there. I'm going to, like, keep an eye on her and make sure she doesn't jump off the side of the boat. Okay. okay. If you're... I'm just, like, hanging out in the middle. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Would you like to go to the spa? Well, I'm just, like, walking around. Mm, I'll see you around. I'll see her from the distance. <laughs> 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 so you play good bodyguard just gonna stay at a distance yeah. <laughs> she thinks she's over there and she's fine she's having fun <laughs> like your vision and every now and then like all right well, don't fall off the side <laughs> i like this money man <laughs> trey and reese as you walk through the doors the dimly lit chamber is alive with voices as guests crowd around various tables hurling dice or slapping down tokens and coins on one wall, there's a huge wheel in the shape of a dragon chasing its own tail as it spins incessantly, its glamoured scales casting multicolored lights. There are three elf women, each surpassing the next in beauty, who sing from a small stage in the corner, and the bar is tended by a portly halfling with a wide smile. Halflings in blue-tailed surcoats, scampering about, bringing patrons their beverages and exchanging currencies. I'm, uh, I imagine I've never seen anywhere quite this nice. Uh, as far as a uh, gambling establishment's concerned, uh, uh, so I am starstruck. I'm just like, it's beautiful. I'm looking around with a sparkle in my eye. All right, where are you gonna start? Uh, uh, it's I want to find a roulette table and I'm putting it all on twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. See, when you enter, a halfling steps over and says, "So, since we're here for the, the entertainment value, we are." We are not trying to take your money. If you would like to play with some others for actual cash, we can look the other way. But as, while you're here, have these on us. And they give you a hundred chips to use at the tables. Hell yeah, I got coupons. More drink coupons. 
Yeah, it's all in the fun of the game, right? Yeah. So you're going all in on 23? Yeah, all in on 23. All right, let's see. 23. 23. 23. Holy fuck. <laughs> no. Oh, <wait. laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> all right, so let me does that. Wow. That is incredible. Lady Luck is shining upon you today. All right, look out. I'm in on this one. I'm going to get this next one. Watch this. We're both going to win. It's going to be great. I'm going to go by actual roulette odds here. Five for one. Yeah. Uh, you just won. Pays out 35 to one. So you just won 3,500 chips. You, you, are, now, you are now at 3,500 wow. chips. Wow. You're a natural. You're a natural. Uh, okay, Brad, I want to go find that bartender and ask them if there's a stage somewhere that I can play since I've won all the money I need. Get to that in just a moment. Reese. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to put it on the same number. I can feel it. Let's do this. can <laughs> <laughs> be great. He's an addict, and we know it. <laughs> We're figuring it out slowly through this campaign. This man is not a gambler in the sense of, like, you think that kind of gambler. He's a gambler. <laughs> You're putting it all on, on 23 as well? Do it. I'm feeling it too. He's rubbing off on me. <laughs> 35. There's 38 spaces. Zero and double zero are going to be 37 and 38. How much you say you put on that again? Um, I didn't really say. What's, uh, what are we working with here? You had 100 chips to start with. 25. All right. You've lost 25 chips. Again? Why does this... Oh, oh. Uh, walk off from the table. <laughs> Thero and Creve, you have to pass through the casino. You walk in right as the wheel stops on 23 for Trey, and he's just flexing. He's like, look at this shit. Look at this shit. <laughs> and they hand him a big stack of chips. A halfling steps up to two of you. Carrying to play in the casino today. Actually heading to the nice relaxing spa. I think that man's oh. taking all the luck so far. <laughs> We'll hold on to those oh, for you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I feel like having a little bit of fun after that. It was It's on the house, so I'll go to the table. And I've been hearing the lucky number's 23. I'm going to go go two numbers down and go 21. You step over right as Reese loses a chunk <laughs> on 23. Now, it, it is roulette. There are other bets you can make. But are you going to try and go on 21? <laughs> yeah, stick to 21. All right. How much are you putting down on it? 35 chips. All right. Mm, 35 again. 35 again. What? So you got 65 chips remaining. What do you want to do next? Uh, <laughs> down a little bit. Just do 10 chips. And then go to the spa after that. <laughs> it's obviously, it's not working for me. So I might as well just have one last go. Have a relaxing time at the spa. You going back to 21? Yeah. Does anyone else want in on this spin? Nope. No more bet. Can I raise Bingy to make him put the rest of his money in? That's you, really you wouldn't be able to force that. Can I try to talk him into it? At that point, you got to try. Hey, you should put the rest of your chips in. <laughs> you go big or go home, bro. Look at, I've got all these chips. Put it all on 23. You got to remember you believe him, brother. He's right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. You're right. <laughs> put in my 75. And what what are you putting on? I'm the rest of mine, 75. No, but uh, what what number? Oh, uh, 18. Well, you say, uh, 
thorough. Sticking with ten. Should I do an intimidation deal on him? Technically, no, because using the skills against PCs is a weird gray area. So what do all you right, think, Thera? Might as well have some fun with this. I'll tell you what, man. If you go all in, I'll match your chips. So if you bet you're 65, I'll give you 130. Ooh, wow, 130 out of your 3 million you just won. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I mean, sorry. I mean, it is. In... You have a chance to quadruple up, dude. And you know what? I got out of a hairy uh, situation, so why not? It's all in the house anyway, so might as well just have fun with it. But after all this, it's just good relaxing time to the spa. So he's all, all in. right. So you're all in. Yeah, all in. Uh, on what number? I'm gonna be a trooper. I'm gonna go with 23. Okay, so we got 18, 23. Trey, you're just gonna pay him. Yeah, I'm, just talking, I'm just talking shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh god. Color. Wait, no it way. spins, it spins, it spins, and it spins. Oh, 16. Oh, that was all. I swear to God, I was with the best 16. It all goes to a another noble who bet on red. You guys got to learn how to bet in roulette. <laughs> why, why is the sports better walking away from this? Anyway. Creep's <laughs> not a gambler of any real. It's those fun parts of Creve has no interest in this. I know yeah. Shibley does. Oh, I do, yes. <laughs> the smart thing is to not play roulette at all. Fair. That's how he got over that, is that he was so confident in the fact that roulette sucks that he bypassed his need to play it. <laughs> he was like, no, I ain't doing that. Creve and Thero step into the spa room, and it's three bubbling pools set up there, two smaller ones and one larger one. In the corners, there are privacy screens. As you step in, two halflings step up and hand each of you towels. Some other people are definitely look like soldiers who are uh, easing their cuts and bruises in one. Some of the nobles in, in finer coverings lounging in another. But yeah, it's a spa. It is a spa. Spas are boring, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot going on. It's more no. about the feeling. Yeah. I'm just going to go give myself a nice long soak. You look around, you're like, water, concrete, water, concrete. <laughs> you do get the most looks from some of the people in the room. They're not taken aback. It's more of, oh, something exotic walked in. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen elves before, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I happen to think I'm a very cute looking elf. Oh, I, I agree. Although, how far disrobed do you go, Thera, to enjoy the spa? Obviously, want to try to find something that's going to cover the mark, because I want to make sure like I'm not going to get any suspicious looks at me. So, here's going to be your issue. You could theoretically modify your shirt into like a bolo vest or something that would still look semi-stylish and cover up your arms, but that makes you the guy in the spa with a shirt on. Mm-hmm. Real weird. Dude. Is that more or less suspicious? Good point. Good point. I feel like you would draw more attention as the guy with the shirt on at the spa than, oh, he's from House Fairlane. Okay, cool. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, also, uh, they've proven the spy wasn't on the ship, so it couldn't be you. True. You get down to proper spa levels. They can see the mark, but they don't seem to, you know, again, there are a few other Dragon Mark individuals in the pools as well. You don't stand out that much. You all <laughs> go back to relaxing. Let's go topside. 
Oh yeah, um, I just I just wore a proper spa tire and just dropped right in. I didn't care or overthink it. Yeah, no, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> what have what have you got to hide, weirdo? Big white dude slide into the sauna like. <laughs> so topside is where several nobles mulling about, enjoying the breeze. As you can see, the captain and his first mate the sailing crew who are uh, running around doing all of their checks and stuff as they go forward. So what do y'all want to do topside? I guess I have a game question again. Does the captain and I know each other or am I higher ranked than he is technically or what's our relationship? He's a distant cousin. You have heard his name because he's been around since before you were born. He was a sailor on the proper seas when they needed people to start doing the airships. He was one of the first in line, so he's one of the most experienced airship captains out there. He would definitely know your name, and you know his name, but y'all have never met personally before. Okay. Since I love airships so much, I find that airships are the one thing that my family does that is not boring to me. <laughs> um, I take in the wind a little bit, and I just breathe, and then I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should go uh, to the captain and maybe just chit-chat him up. Oh, you have a lovely ship. How difficult was it? And just kind of do, like, shop talk, I guess, like what mechanics would do with cars, you know? And they see nice cars, and they talk about it. <laughs> As you approach, his first mate, a young lady, steps up. Welcome. Oh, I'm sorry, Lady Diana. I did not know you were going to be on this ship. Oh, yes. It's my pleasure to be on this lovely ship. It has really turned out wonderful. It has. A little choppy getting it started before we came to Reckonmark, but now that we're back in the air, it's been smooth sailing. Um, may I introduce you to, to Captain Tantaris? Oh, yes. I would love an introduction. While he keeps his hand on the wheel, he is still on the clock. Doesn't drive itself. I didn't realize we were going to be seeing royalty today. Well, I'll be damned. Yes, I got special permission for this trip, and I'm so glad that I got to be on board. It's beautiful. Well, it's a fine ship. I've been happy with how it works. Are you finally going to be taken to the skies yourself there? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm heading over to Sharn to see my aunt. I'm really excited about what she might give me, but I finally get to be out of the house. I just ran really big. Ah, uh, you're going to be staying on the ground then. That's, that's sad. Yes. I got to tell you, there's nothing quite like... The seas were one thing. The seas were glorious. It was a battle of wits all the time. But now we can just conquer the air. It doesn't fight us. It doesn't try to destroy us the same way. It's a much kinder mistress than the seas. Seeing a kindred spirit, basically. Uh, I big grin still, and I'm like, I, I agree. I agree so much. The, the air is the best. The sea can have itself. Well, why don't you... Uh... A wry smile crossing his face. He takes a step back with one hand on the wheel. Why don't you give it a spin there? Exuberance just pours out of me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this would be lovely. I've always wanted to do this. And, and very, very gently, very respectfully, uh, I, I uh, like a child, uh, you know, with their parents sitting behind them, like, hold on the wheel. <laughs> so, Chris, oh. as you see this unfolding, you notice the first mate biting her hand, trying not to laugh. <laughs> yes, From, this is really bad. And the captain takes a step back, takes his hand off the wheel. Says, go ahead, give her a... As you attempt to turn the wheel, it locks into place. It cannot move. <laughs> oh. 
Good safety measures. This is well made. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly. He rolls back his sleeve, and you can see the mark of the storm all the way from his left hand up to his shoulder. Yeah, special security lock there. Ah. I'm suddenly very disappointed and, and a little a little ashamed because I really want that mark real bad, but I, I try to hide it. I try to hide it. Don't worry. One of these days you might be chosen for the skies. Uh, if only. But for now, I have a different quest. On to Sharn, I suppose. On to Sharn. it won't be boring. Well, you'll be safe as long as you're on my ship. I appreciate it. And I sort of commute off. He takes the wheel back, chuckling to himself. <laughs> The first, the first mate whispers, you're such an asshole. <laughs> Do I see Chris watching me from the shadows? Oh, yeah, laughing. Oh, yeah. I don't see me, but... Okay. Embarrassment is still there, but I run down there, and I'm like, did you see me? I got to touch it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was, it's really funny. You know that cousin of yours, how far away do you think that you all are? Because I think he likes you. Oh, no. No, that that would be inappropriate, and I walk up <laughs> really fast. <laughs> and I'm like, not in Claiborne County. And then I love you, Claiborne County. I'm kidding. <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> and then I follow her on. All right, so let's duck back into the casino for a bit. Reese is out of money. Trey's got stacks on stacks. You were wanting to see if you could perform. Yeah, love to go find somebody that looks like they're in charge and see if there's some. I've got my ocarina back in the room. I would love to get a good set in real quick. You see once again Jorick, the halfling gentleman you spoke with outside on the docks, glancing over, keeping an eye on everything. He sees you approach. Oh, are you enjoying your stay here? Yeah, man, it's great trying to see if said that I'm a musician. I would love to to play for you guys wouldn't charge you a thing. Don't want to get too rusty. Um, our lovely triplets are currently working right now. Perhaps later, after their set's done, we might be able to, to slide John there. We had an entertainment bracket lined up, but I'll see if any of them want to to forfeit some time for you. Give me like a guest thing, like a guest spot, you know? All right, well, are you familiar with any standards? Are you familiar with any standards? Uh, I play exclusively uh, 80s hair. Oh, mm, see, it's more of a 70s crowd here. You, you did take performance. Does it have the dot? Performance does not, but I do have one for intimidation. Don't play my heart will go on. <laughs> what is your wisdom? Wisdom is 10. 10. Hmm. He'll give you a shot. While the dulcet tones that you do play are beautiful, a lot of them are old tribal songs that you picked up in your homeland. A few things that the dwarves taught you. For the most part, you're not quite sure what they mean by standards. You have the confidence that you might be able to wing it. You oh, might be able to... Yeah, yeah. And Murray shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so you go ahead and head back to grab your ocarina. And Reese. As I start to step away from that first roulette table, I'm about to head out to the spa and join everybody else. But then there's just a certain way a light gleams and then the noise from the tables hits. And I kind of start having a little PTSD moment thinking about back at the war. It's not been that long. 
Uh, mm. Saw some pretty horrific things. The Carnathian dead really fucked with me. And I, I, I just I just need a minute to shake it off. I'm like, I need ugh, a whiskey. So I go to the bar and uh, order a whiskey and sit down. <clears throat> wait for him to come back with his ocarina. As you go to the bar, he takes your order in queue. The portly halfling, as soon as you sit down, before he even says anything to you, you're just like, I really like this guy. He's a cool dude. <laughs> mm, magic. Um, <laughs> you said that was the bartender? Yeah, the bartender. Mm. Roll history. Eight. Eight. <laughs> You've heard that House Galandra, their, their bartenders just tend to be much friendlier than others. Mm. And he comes over, sets down the whiskey. Ah, you look like one of the soldiers who's going to Sharn. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. Uh, Sorry. Have yourself a drink. I hope the things work out better there for you, because I know uh, a lot of guys didn't come back from the war 100%. So you're not trying to get away from anything, are you? No, no. Luck has it that that's just where I'm headed, the old Sharn. Uh, not, nothing much left for me behind uh, in Reckenbach, and I've certainly not got much money left, and I need to work, so here we are. Uh, I understand that. I was a bit luckier since I already was marked for Galandra, but we're definitely happy that more opportunities like this are around. Hopefully things go well for you, and Lady Luck stays on your side. Oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. His, uh, so persona actually made me feel better. We'll relax the PTSD thing, so good. <laughs> Can't quite put a finger on it. You feel like you've known him for, for quite some time. This halfling is apparently a Toreador. <laughs> uh, kind of. Chris and Diana, you are heading three big open areas other than the, the deck of the ship was the dining area, the casino, and the spa. Right. So y'all are heading to the spa? And I... Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as y'all are heading that way... Uh, I do have a question. As we're headed that way, is Reese at the bar still looking lonely, and would my character notice? Because I don't want people to feel lonely and sad. As y'all as y'all enter the casino part before the spa, two big things that have changed since you were up top. Tracheles has found his way over to where uh, the three lovely elven singers are uh, taking the stage. He has kind of wedged himself back in the corner so that he's taking up as little of the stage as possible they've moved to the front and he is he's gotten his ocarina out okay. and he is playing some very the, the, those dulcet tunes again it, it takes a while for them to get in in sync but once he starts realizing where they're going they, they start jamming out and he's he's playing for them as they're singing along with his with his tunes and he's going to be over there for a while and yes as you approach you do notice that no one you recognize are at any of the card tables or the roulette wheel. Uh, you do see Reese over by the bar chatting with the, the bartender. So yes, as you enter the casino, you see Reese sitting by himself at the bar. Well, there's there's a stool in between. People are social distancing from him. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, only if he looks sad would I go over there, because if not, I'd be interested to try and find the dragonborn. But if he looks sad, I want to go over there and be like, how you doing? Well, Reese, how sad do you look? Well, uh, probably not that sad. I think uh, the bartender's lifted my spirits a little bit with his charismatic charm. Um, just kind of engaged with the bartender, so I'm not, I'm not heading my hands or anything like that. Okay, then I'll continue to the spa with, uh, with Chris. All righty. 
So, uh, Thero and Creve, I guess first off, did you all decide to share one of the... Because there were three main pools. Did you want to share one, or did you guys want to stay separate? I'm fine sharing whatever. I'm like, whatever. I found one. This one looks good. Temperature's right. I'm right in Getting there. Getting closer to some DNA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to get, you know, in there, I can, you know, secretly collect some samples and things, so I'm not too worried about it. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Yo, that's funny. <laughs> Day for later, clinical trial number three A. So we're good. <laughs> so as the as everyone is enjoying themselves in the spa, uh, right before the other two come in, there's a dwarf bearing a dragon mark in one of the pools, and he is chatting with another noble. You don't hear the exact conversation, but you do hear the words. I'm just saying, if she's up for it, I'll make it worth your while. And at that moment, Chris and Diana enter. What's up, pal bottoms? (laughs) There's a few looks from the other nobles. (laughs) (laughs) Only half of them raise an eyebrow. Two halflings in blue surcoats approach the two of you and offer offer you some towels. Um, I see the dragonborn over in one of the things and unashamedly just go straight for them and uh, sit in the same pool. And I'm like, hey. Uh, you really are chatty type. I'm going out here to my own. Chris, you're going off on your own, but just keeping her with an eye, eye shot? Yeah. Okay. And Thera? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just gonna, just gonna play it cool. Be like, yep, I'm here. Still playing it cool. It's all I can do right now. I mean, like a new mark that's a miraculous body. That is one of the first things you notice, Diana, as you get over to the pool. The elf does seem to have a dragon mark on his right forearm. Oh, then in that case, I slide over (laughs) his side. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that is so neat. Did you just get that? It looks uh, like one of the first ones because they do have levels, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. As part of your studies, you probably do know that it's one of the first dragon marks to appear. Got it. The mark of shadow. I'm gonna be like, oh hey, I cannot wait to get one of mine. Did it hurt when you get it? That like that looks really cool, and I start to try and like poke at it a little. <laughs> as she's poking it, um, I, I I fight every urge to flick her right in the nose and just and just be <laughs> on my way. But I'm trying to be nice, trying to be courteous. I just keep asking him questions yeah, about yeah. it. No, I, I stopped with the poking eventually because I, you know, I was curious, but it felt like normal skin, so I stopped that. And then I just keep asking instant questions. I just give up the most blandest of answers. <laughs> yeah, it did a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he seems a little nonchalant about it. Um, what does Bingy know about the Mark of Shadow? From what I remember, it's a, a mark that gets you the power of illusion. And like you can turn into an item. Uh, it also gives you like probably good insight as well. So to to clarify, uh, it does not turn you into an item. <laughs> I, oh, turn me. But you know, it, you, yeah. It, sorry. You can create. You can create a. Lo- I have a fucking candle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking wolf hunter. It's not prop hunt. Um... <laughs> God, I wish. Awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I love prop hunt. You can create minor illusions, uh, but as long as no one directly interacts with them, are pretty solid. 
you feel yourself blend in with the shadows. You, you feel the darkness as a part of you. It helps you hide in places that are dark. All right. So, Chris? Yeah. Uh, there's two other pools. One seems to have a, a variety of different nobles, and the dwarf and another noble who are having a bit of a chat. Jumping in that one. As you sink in, they look over, nod. The dwarf turns back to his friend, who seems to be also uh, one of the Korovar, similar to Diana. Says, Still throwing that out there. If she's in for it, I can make it worth your while. Oh, welcome there, sir. How you doing? Don't see much of your type around these parts. Well, you know, we get around sometimes. Most of us afraid of flying. This ship, pretty awesome. Ginormous. I've heard you all usually stick to the seas. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like the seas, but you can fall off and die a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one of the good parts about it. If you fall off one of these, you die quick. Not that slow, painful drowning. I don't know. Long freaking fall. <laughs> 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 fair, fair. <laughs> Honestly, though, with a ship like this, I'm looking forward to the morning. The fact that you said that means it's definitely going down. <laughs> now, come dawn, I intend to be on the bow of this ship, seeing one of the greatest sights on the Twelve Forsaken Continent. A bird's eye view of Thrain. Yep, in the morning we'll be passing over Flamekeep, and we should have a clear shot of the Citadel of the Silver Flame. You know, I'll tell you right now, Nothing tops dwarven infrastructure and monuments, but I'll be dust if Thrain doesn't come close. They may be religious nut jobs, but that shining citadel with its silver sheen and the rising sun, that'll be things you'll tell your grandkids about one day. Nah, I'll be telling my grandkids about the teepee I built last week. <laughs> teepee? But, yeah, but your dwarven architecture is amazing. What was so good about your teepee? Well, I was the only one in it. <laughs> It sounds nice and functional, but... Yeah, it's warm, and I don't have to worry about anyone sacking it. I'm just saying. Ah, oh, come on. We don't worry much about people sacking our fortresses. We can withstand sieges for months. Yeah, give it a century. <laughs> <laughs> so are you one of the uh, workers heading to Sharn? Indeed. I have a job there. Well, best of luck to you on that. <laughs> I'm going Oh, you to... said something. <laughs> I'm heading to Sharn to open up another branch of the Kundurak Banks. Oh, yeah, we need another one of those. <laughs> Absolutely, can't get enough of them. How many you got going now? Three, four hundred? Mm, definitely in the three digits. Hoping to get to five hundred by the end of the year. That's magnificent. Hope a plague doesn't come along and wipe you out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the economy. <laughs> <laughs> the economy! The economy! The economy, right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you seem like an all-right fella for the rich. My friend over there, she's super rich. The young lady over there? Oh, yeah. Family has fingers and everything. Hmm. If my friend here turns down my offer, perhaps I can work something out with you. Perhaps. Just keep that in mind. With House Kunderak, you definitely will never go broke. <laughs> Corner like that. <laughs> Reese, Indeed. You're getting a bit calmer as the presence of the halfling and the drink are definitely starting to help. The noises aren't as loud as they were. So is there anything else you want to take care of in this casino or? Uh, not particularly. I think I'm going to wander off to the to the spa myself. I think that's where my motley crew of friends has, has gone off to. I'll, I'll bring a drink along. Uh, I'm not going to get in the spa. I'm just going to kind of walk around outside the spas and talk at them and uh, 
observe, just kind of awkwardly hang out in the same room. Uh, as you come in, you do see Chris has taken one of the p- smaller pools off to the left. To the right is filled with three of the crew. The a halfling steps up, like a towel, sir. Oh no, I'm I'm just here to to uh, to, to visit and look. Uh, not much for public uh, bathing, is it? Where? Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, cheers, everyone! Cheers! cheers. Everybody looks comfy. Drink. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Empty. <laughs> a halfling appears from your blind spot, Chris, and uh, takes your drink and goes off to refill it. You're almost a little perturbed that you didn't hear that one. Where'd that come from? <laughs> and then once again, you hear those that strange, that strange metallic whirring. Sounds more like what what we would consider elevators. Right. So, uh, like a like pulleys moving at a fast rate. Yes. Got it. Has it been a constant sound since we've been on the ship? Does it sound like a natural part of uh, the ship's mechanics? While he has noticed it more, every now and then you do hear the same noise. It's not constant, but it definitely seems to be around whenever the halflings appear. Mm-hmm. Nice. Dumb waiter elevator action going on, maybe. Elevator action. Maybe. <laughs> Loving an elevator. All right. <clears throat> anyway. Living it up. 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 Well, is there anything anyone else wants to do for the rest of the night? Because... Prawns. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> in my room. Prawns. They did anticipate quite a bit of uh, seafood uh, indulgences, mm. and so they are, you, they find prawns for you. Mm. Uh, they don't put oh. them on the Barbie, though, and that upsets you. Oh, I lay in my room and eat my prawns and <laughs> drink this week beer. I towel off and head back to the room and just jot down all these wonderful notes and any little samples of things that I've been able to collect and keep those in my little common bag. You think it will take you some time and a a full alchemist setup before you could oh, separate yeah. the ones. You think you might have gotten everyone's mixed in. Yeah, I'm going to need a full lab to do all this, but uh, mm. it only has in... my hair. I shed all over the place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised what I'm able to collect. <laughs> and Reese, did you want to collect anything, or is there anything you want to ask about while you were in the spas? Not particularly. Once everyone starts getting out of the uh, spas, I'm not really in need of a, such a show, so I'm like, all right, guys, I'm heading to bed. Where I will uh, await my loud, and I'm sure, uh, loud roommate to return from his ocarina playing. <laughs> He, he stays. He stays out as late as he can, uh, trying to to get his get get, get his name known for his dulcet tones. <laughs> his giant didgeridoo. Um, was there anything else? No. Okay. Um, then that will wrap it up for day two.
We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Sagas and Shenanigans as much as we enjoyed making it for you in these dark times. You can find us at sagasandshenanigans.com, facebook.com slash sagasandshenanigans, as well as other social media sites to be determined. The adventurers are Angela Shibley as the paladin Lady Diana de Lirindar, Michael Shibley as the warlock Algernop Creve, Cody C.K. Kitts as the ranger Kreese Ashtar, Anthony Bingy Bingaman as the rogue Thero de Fairlon, Michael Doherty as the cleric Reese Royce, and Trey Pack as the barbarian Trachiles. Edited and mixed by Boston McCown, recorded and published through Corporation Zero Studios. Theme song is The Gunfight by Everett Allman, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. You can learn more about that song and Everett Allman in the links in the show notes. Also, more about Creative Commons licenses at creativecommons.org. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Boston McCown, reminding you, the story stops, but never ends. <laughs>